The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sports book, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOFD, you'll be all set when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams in all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOFD. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 or older and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio, 1123. Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hi, folks. Welcome to another episode of Film Study. This is Ken McCusick. We're continue our journey through the 25 years of Ravens history, a loving look back here at, at some wonderful memories. And joining me today for one of the great ones from 2011 is Adam Minikowski. Adam, how are you doing? Pretty good, Ken. How are you doing? Did I pronounce your name correctly? You got it exactly right. Incredible. Okay. So uh, we already, in fact, on this uh, show, on one of these shows, I have talked about the first 2011 game, which was a romp by the Ravens at home in the opener where they had seven turnovers and all of the uh, the Mount Rushmore of Ravens defenders uh, had a great game uh, together and, and their greatest game, frankly, ever together with uh, uh, contributions to most of those turnovers. But we're going to talk about the, the second game, which is maybe uh, even more remembered, which was at Pittsburgh on Sunday night later in the season, week nine, right, Adam? Week nine, yep. And the uh, and the Ravens uh, came back in dramatic fashion to win that game. I'm going to start letting Adam tell the story of how he remembers this game and and what were some of the key moments. Sure. Well, the um, what I 
it, it's funny going back. The, you, you talk about uh, every now and then you, you talk about games to fall asleep to. And I think the um, this is certainly one I go back to and because it's on several different places on YouTube. So it's an easy game to find. And, uh, um, you know, if I don't have a lot of time, I can't watch the whole game. I'll at least watch that. The, the final drive um, that, that I'll just always remember. Um, and it's been fun going back. Because I remember it was like a really big, important game. But going back and looking at the history and remembering exactly why it was such a, an important game. And it was uh, definitely important in the context of that season. Because um, even though the, uh, the Ravens had beat the Steelers handily in the first game of the season, uh, the Steelers rebounded. Uh, and they came into this game uh, six and two. And the Ravens come into the game five and two. Um, and so they know that if the Ravens can win, um, that'll give them the tiebreaker over Pittsburgh. And head to head sweep. Yep. Um, and uh, and that's important because uh, you feel like that's going to be important just because the past two seasons, uh, both teams had finished with identical records. Um so there's no reason why it's not going to happen again this year. So um, uh, you knew this was a big thing. They even talked about in the broadcast also how the Ravens were uh, desperate to get a home playoff game this year because all of their, you know, they'd had a good run uh, with Flacco and Harbaugh uh, for three years, but had never played at home. So uh, you figured that uh, that uh, tiebreakers in the division and seedings were all going to be on the line. Um, that ended up being true. Uh, once again, this season, both teams finished 12 and four. Um, and, uh, it was a season that you had three AFC North teams make the playoffs. Uh, uh, the Bengals also, uh, got into the playoffs. So, um, this was a, this game was a really big deal. Um, just, within the season. But um, I think why I remember it being such a really, really big uh, deal was the overall context of uh, Raven Steelers and especially in the Harbaugh Flacco era um, that uh, in 08 uh, they had played three times and Pittsburgh won all three. Um, They split in 09 and in 10, they split in the regular season um, and then again played in the playoffs and Pittsburgh wins uh, yet again. Um, so, you know, the Steelers had had the better uh, had had the upper hand in the rivalry during the, the Harbaugh Flacco era, era and particularly um, Roethlisberger, because when you went back and look at the two wins during those three years, um the uh, Dennis Dixon was the quarterback for in 09 and Charlie Batch was the um, was the quarterback in 10. So going into this season, they had never um, the Raven or Harbaugh Flacco um, had never beaten Roethlisberger, period. And now coming into this game, uh, they had never gone into Pittsburgh and um, beaten uh, Roethlisberger. I think you're muted. 
you know that happens about once per show. But yeah, in the opener, they they beat Roethlisberger, of course, pretty badly. But yeah. but yeah, they they you're saying coming into the season, they still hadn't beaten him. Okay, so let's get to the game itself in terms of of because uh, it's it was an exciting back and forth game, as a lot of these uh, struggles between the teams are. Yep. And a defensive struggle and uh, coming into the game. Um, uh, I don't ha- I don't know the exact stats, but it, but both uh, they're the top two defenses in, in the league, uh, as mm-hmm. you would expect. Um, and um, Ravens get the ball first and uh, it for a second, it looks like it's going to be a continuation of the first game where um, in the first game in Baltimore, they have a handoff to Rice who takes it uh, 30 yards and uh, first play from scrimmage on this game, uh, handoff to Rice who takes it 76 yards uh, for a touchdown and then the flag comes in and mm-hmm. they get uh, Tory Smith for, for holding. Um, so, uh, and going back, like he, he was, uh, I forget if it was, if the guy he was holding was gay or, or I, uh, William gay or Ike Taylor, but he was, um, but he, probably was in a position to make the play so that the touchdown may not have happened. Um, Weird penalty because it happened 10 yards downfield. It was a 10-yard penalty to put them in exactly the same first and 10 situation again, which you don't often see. Right. Yes. Yeah. So, um, however, the Ravens rebound and they're able to um, uh, move down the field and uh, big play on, I think, on that drive as they're getting, as they're getting down the field is, uh, William Gay is called for a uh, pass interference on Torrey Smith in the end zone. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, that, uh, that set up a, um, uh, that set up first and, one. First, first and goal on the, from the one. And, um, uh, and it's funny going back and watching the game again, I, I really want to pay attention to um, uh, the William Gay, Torrey Smith, um, combination uh so i think proved to be a uh an interesting matchup throughout the game um Mm -hmm. so um pretty bad though at this point in the game that joe flacco could not find a way to get the ball in the end zone from the one yard line because they 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 went to fourth and one they ended up kicking the field goal but flacco was really known for him and yonda understanding the dance steps to the more so maybe as their careers rolled on to the quarterback sneak and they could not get it in and Modern analytics probably would not have allowed them to try that that field goal today. The thing I, I do wonder is, would modern Harbaugh have kicked that field goal? Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, the uh, at halftime, he had mentioned that it was um, he wanted to get uh, points on the board. And also he was worried if they don't get it, then now the crowd gets into it um, in, in Pittsburgh. So. Uh, you know, yeah, I, uh, I, I still, still wonder if, if, um, if modern Harbaugh would have, uh, I think he would have probably have gone for it. So, uh, so yeah, so we get a, uh, we get a field goal, um, and then, uh, Steelers get the ball. They go three and out, uh, really quick, um, and punt back to the Ravens, um, I noticed I noted on the second Ravens drive that um, you had a play where um, Torrey Smith beats um, uh, beats William Gay again. But uh, he uh, um, and uh, William Gay is holding 
pretty clearly, but it's not called. So mm-hmm. interesting. Um, kind of misses a uh, 40-yard uh, field goal. So now we go back to the Steelers, um, and it sort of goes back and forth in, in the first half, uh, trading field goals um, to uh, um, nine to six at the end of the half. Nine to six at the end of the half. Long, long field goal goal by Cundiff to finish off the half, which was not the sign of things to come. Right, right. Yeah, no. Um, I think they. It was. It was interesting. He missed a forty-yard field goal in the game, which would, broke his streak of thirty-two in a row under fifty yards. But the fifty-yard field goal he made at the end of the half was the first in like a handful that he had made over fifty yards. So, who knows? Um, uh, towards the end of the half, the Steelers are able to uh, start generating some offense. I think they were running some no huddle uh, in order to, to generate the offense. So they come out in the second half, once again, running the um, uh, running some no huddle. And uh, just as, as they're about to get in the red zone, um, at, at what I call vintage uh, Suggs interception, where they're setting up a screen pass to Mike Wallace and Sugg just like steps in the backfield, um, puts himself in between uh, Roethlisberger and Wallace and uh, jumps up and um, uh, gets the, uh, gets the INT. Um, so what I remember about that play mm-hmm. is, is Suggs really ducking down. So, uh, you know, Roethlisberger looking over there, didn't really see Suggs. And then Suggs of course jumped up. I call it a peekaboo interception. He had a couple of those, mm-hmm. but he had one at camp. A few years later, and when I say a few years later, it was probably around 2018 or so when when it occurred, and and when it did, first of all, Suggs loved camp. I mean, he he just loved being on the football field. You could hear him wherever he was. He would always, you know, be the be the loudest voice. Um, but he, but he but he he leapt up on such a play, intercepted a ball. It was from Flacco at the time. Ran into the end zone and spiked it, which you know normally when you intercept the ball and there's nobody behind the play. In fact, there might be players behind the play. You know, depending on how they're set up, you don't even do that. But but he went through all the motions of this, and it was it was some great sugs. And then that's all they could talk about, of course, at the podium was was that sugs interception. Nice, yeah. No, he's. Uh, it, it just seems like whenever they've been, I remember that when they play the Steelers that. Um, just so many times he just gets in the backfield like that to disrupt a um a pass into the flat or something like that so it was just you know sort of really a par for the course so um Flacco is able to once again with the help of a pass interference call on Bolden um sets up Rice for a, a one or two yard touchdown um on the ensuing drive so that puts the Ravens up 16-6 um Steelers come back on the next drive, march the ball 80 yards um, to uh, make it 16-13. Ensuing Ravens drive, you've got um, uh, James Harrison was back. They were making the point that James Harrison was uh, injured for a lot of that season, but this was his first game back. Um, and uh, he's able to get a strip sack on um, Flacco. Um, so they recovered the ball. Yeah, they were driving on that drive. That's too bad. But uh, mm-hmm. that was a that was a big opportunity missed there with the lead and a chance to go in and score. They were at the Pittsburgh 36 and and it got turned around pretty quick by Harrison. Yeah, I mean, they they were able to um, Flacco was able to move the ball like neither neither team could run the ball the entire night. Um, uh Flacco was having a pretty good game through the air, especially 
you know, I'd say, you know, between the twenties, they, they might get bogged down in the red zone, but um, which is probably why they're, you know, you're, you're kicking all these field goals, but, um, but yeah, that was a, that was a good, uh, a good drive. And then all of a sudden the, the, uh, the strip sack. So yeah, there are 47 run plays in this game with a long of 10 for both teams combined. There you go. Had a 10 yard run. Uh huh. Yep. Yep. So, um, and then, um, Pittsburgh takes it and, uh, drives down and uh it's a about a 30-ish yard pass to wallace in the end zone um and that was kind of funny because the pass was intended for um for antonio brown in the end zone and um wallace was acted more like a defensive back just running like right in front of uh antonio brown and uh and catching the ball so um so now the the um Ravens are, are now down uh, 20 to 16. They get the ball back. They go three and out. Um, punt the ball back to the Steelers uh, who get it just across midfield um, where th- their, their, uh, their drive bogs down. They line up for a 47 year old, 47 yard field goal attempt. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, which would really just kind of sock the game away. Uh, and then are called for a, a delay of game, um, moves the ball back. And so the, now they're going to punt. Um, yeah. So they punt. And so the situation now is uh, two minutes, 24 seconds left in the game. Baltimore is on their own eight and they've got one timeout left. And they needed a touchdown because they're down four. And they're so. down four. So, yeah, got to get a touchdown. So... Um, and uh, this this drive from Flacco, uh, I, you know, I I think I, I think this this drive this game is probably um, it it was certainly his best up to that time. Um, you know, before the uh, the playoff, the Super Bowl run, and and all that. Um, and uh, you could make the argument that's probably maybe his best regular season game. So um, first and ten. Um, 20 yard pass to Bolden uh, takes us to the two minute warning um, first and 10 from their own 29 and a 10 yard pass to Laquan Williams. Laquan Williams almost never got a target with the Ravens, but that's a, that's a, that's a special one. He's a special teams player. Obviously uh-huh. was on the field very infrequently at this time as a receiver. Yeah. Funny thing about that, either Laquan or Tandon Doss, when they were on the field, seemed to get many a, a, a disproportionate target share. Doss, he really liked throwing the ball to him for whatever reason. Never was real successful at it. Was was Doss the one that he requested? Uh, so. um, yeah. Um, for some reason, I, I just, I liked Laquan Williams. I don't remember why. Just... Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, um, anyway. So, uh, uh, so he gets a ten yard pass to Laquan Williams, uh, incomplete to incomplete pass to Rice, um, trying to dump it off, and um, I, that was it was close to an interception. Um, nine yard pass to Bolden, uh, and then another and then another incomplete pass to Bolden that I may have been tipped, but it was very close to an interception by um foot uh but these two near misses um they uh they drop and that sets up i think they're close to midfield but it's but it's fourth and one and um 
So uh, gets and of course, who do you, who does Joe go to when he's passing the ball and he needs you know short hands? He goes to Bolden, um, and they had switched it up. So William Gay was covering Bolden, and Gay was having a hard time covering Tory Smith. Um, he just uh, it seems like a, uh, a mismatch to have him on Bolden. So uh, ten yard pass to Bolden gets the uh, gets the first down. Obviously, that fourth down play was key to this drive. What I remember about it was a big clear-out route, and there was a, little, a bunch of telestration done after the fact, I thought done very well by Collinsworth at the mm-hmm. time, which showed exactly how he got open in the middle of the field. It's nobody else close. It's a, a one-on-one enormous mismatch between uh, Bolden and Gay. Yep. Yeah, they talked about that he switched. Um, I think they switched Bolden into the slot in order to set up that mm-hmm. that matchup. So, um and um okay uh following that four yard pass to um uh dixon the tight end uh now we're at 42 seconds left and um we're we're somewhere just past midfield and uh joe drops back and throws a um deep shot into the end zone uh for tory smith and it bounces off his hands yeah. And so it was down the left side of the field. Left side of the field. Uh, and he, he looked like it was, it was you know, as Collinsworth put it, not a difficult catch, but it has to be made. These are championship moments. I remember his words exactly from That's all it. these years later. Yeah. yeah and, and, he, and he stretched out his uh, – uh, he stretched out for it and it just kind of went off his, off his hands more than I would say off his fingertips. But he was going down um, as it occurred. Probably a catch with full extension that, that, that could get made. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, would have been a difficult catch, but, yep. uh, but there it was. And that set up third and eight. Uh, with 35 seconds only left in the game at that point. Okay. Yep. Yep. Um, but once again, he's able to, all right, having missed his deep shot, um, he's able to get a 10 yard pass to Bolden to get another uh, first down. Um, and uh, there must've been an injury on this play because Pittsburgh called timeout. So obviously somebody hmm. went down on the play. The, the, the Ravens probably would have gone up and spiked it. Mm-hmm. But Pittsburgh called timeout. So an odd kind of a situation there. I, I'm not exactly sure. I don't recall exactly what happened. Maybe if you've rewatched the game recently. Uh, you know. I, I did rewatch it. I don't recall um, if it was if there was an injury or, or who was injured. But um, but yeah, they uh, um, I mean, Baltimore also had a, a timeout remaining um, when they started the drive. And I don't know if they if they ever used that, but no, um, they ever did. No. You're okay. Right. Um, and so we had a, um, incomplete pass to David Reed in the end zone. Another one. Uh, yes. You know, Laquan Williams had, had four career catches and he had one on this drive. David Reed, he had a, more than that. I'm going to look that up right now while we go, but it Flacco, you know, in the 2008 playoff game, at Pittsburgh, he threw to Marcus Smith in the end zone. Oh, okay. got a pass! Got a pass interference penalty. Marcus Smith never had a catch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so yeah, that. Yeah. So uh, yeah. Now David Reed was the uh, kick returner uh, for this game, and so he'd had a and he had a um, big one in the first half. Uh, I think like a, a forty yard return. Um, then fumbled the ball um, at the end, which and then fortunately uh, Vontae Leach was there to jump on it. So. Um, so yeah, David David Reed is primarily the the returner, but yeah, gets a um, gets the uh, um, incomplete pass. 
So five, five receptions on nine targets for David Reed in his career, four on 12 targets for Laquan Williams, uh, and, and you know, zero on however many it was for Marcus Smith. <laughs> right. But uh, some, some, Flacco is not afraid to go throw to some guys that he didn't throw to on every down basis. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Um, so having been let down earlier by um, – by uh, Tory Smith. Um, now all of a sudden you've got um, even Mr. Reliable lets him down. Um, he throws a uh, 10 yard pass to Bolden who uh, drops it. Um, oddly enough, it, that perfectly thrown ball. It was not difficult at all. And he just drops it. What I remember about that catch is the catch would have been made. It would have been between the 10 and 15 yard line. I forget mm-hmm. exactly where. Yep. But if it had been caught, I was thinking that's going to shorten the field. That might not even create an advantage. That might not be a good result. And it might definitely not be a good result when you consider all the time that would have run off the clock for them to get that next play run. So uh, it was almost a good drop as it turned out. And well, probably was a good drop as it turned out. But, right. uh, but yeah, I can see that. I can see that. I, um at the time, it was just, man, they're just letting Joe down. Um, so anyway, um, but now, yeah, he drops that. There's 16 seconds left and um, uh, Joe drops back again and uh, down the right side, uh, long pass into the end zone. Smith, once again, with William Gay covering, uh, makes makes the catch and uh, scores the touchdown. And the Ravens go up uh, uh, 23-20. And uh, I, there's the confusion after at the end of the uh, during that, because there was a lot of um, hand fighting between uh, Smith and Gay. Um, and, uh, you know, being the homer, it definitely looks like uh, Gay is uh, is holding is holding Tory Smith. And uh, and that's an, and that ends up, you know, the flags thrown and everybody's sort of waiting to see, you know, who's the pass interference going to be on. And they call it on on Gay. And um, and then announced that it's Baltimore, <laughs> um, that Baltimore has the ball on the one. And because yeah. uh, oh, wait a minute. No, it's a touchdown. Yeah, right. And they had to have to come back. You know, the play is a touchdown. <laughs> so. so it was one, one of those uh, one of those great finishes and, and, a, and a good seeing the ball all the way into his hands clutching it all the way to the ground moment for Tory there. And it's not an easy thing for a receiver to do, but, uh, but to go down in, you know, catching a ball like that is, is hard. Yeah. Uh, he, he did it well on that one. And, and there's something else I remember after kickoff. That I want to make sure we don't miss on okay. here is that when Pittsburgh got the ball back, uh, somebody said, well, there's no chance of this happening. And, and it's Al Michaels is known as kind of a gambler mm-hmm. on his own that, that he likes to, he certainly likes to bet a few quatlos on the games, uh-huh. but, or, or it seems that way. Anyway, let me put it that way. And then <laughs> after it, he, Collins always said something, well, they've got some chance here, but they've got to cut, you know, it, it's, well, I'll bet you 500 to one. You know, right, right. Said, so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah, somebody made the illusion to, yeah, but the Stanford band's not anywhere in sight. So I think we're going to be, uh, we're going to be okay. So there you go. But so just uh, just a great um, that that two minute drill um, to win the game was just uh, just an incredible um, I don't know, experience to just to watch the game. Thing of beauty and one of the moments of Flacco's career, certainly. That game's still out there on Game Pass if you want to watch it, folks, from 2009 
on are still there. And I have heard it's different on phones from if you look at it on a computer. I look at it on the computer and it's 2009 to the present are still there. But uh, uh, whatever system you're using, if you want to go out and Game Pass and watch that game, you can get it there. It's, I, it's also available on YouTube, you said? Yes. Yeah. And I think it's actually a couple different times on YouTube. Uh, there's also the throwback, which um, looks like it's a, a pretty decent um, condensed, you know, about um, uh, condenses it down to about a half hour. Um, and you don't you don't see every play, but you see, uh, you know, every drive and the, you know, nothing happens on that drive, at least the third down play on every drive. So, right. Yeah. So as, as the season rolled on here, the 2011 Steelers, they got T-bowed, right, in the playoffs? That's, that's, that's that Steelers. I think season. it was that year, yep. Yeah. yep. And the Ravens played at home, of course, played a, a, a fun game against the Texans, very mm-hmm. close, and ended up winning at 20-13 to 13 on an Ed Reed interception. Yep. Uh, probably should have won that game by more, and then they went to uh, – where they lose to and then and, and New England, of course. The New England, the Lee Evans and Cundiff game. Yeah, yep. there you go. Yep. So, all right. Well, Adam, I really appreciate you going through this game with us and, and kind of sharing some of your thoughts about it as you, as you went through it and kind of it if, always when we do these things it evokes visual memories for me anyway. I hope for some mm-hmm. of the listeners as well who were there. I hope some of the other people who didn't watch the game maybe you can get excited about it from your description and and, and go back and. Uh, watch it either through whatever source they they may have to get that game legal or illegal right <laughs> and uh, uh, Adam I appreciate you being on and, and I also want to ask people out there if you have another topic for the 25 years series hit me up with a DM on Twitter again we're looking for this kind of a thing a player you liked a trade maybe you have some specific thoughts a draft alternative that the Ravens had not the Mount Rushmore you know we, I've said it so many times people know what I mean but um, we're, we're looking for non hackneyed topics that are very narrow and can be discussed in about 20 minutes. Uh, Adam, really appreciate you being on. Appreciate the opportunity, Ken. Thanks for having me. We'll talk to you next time on Film Study. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.